may I suggest that in the next 30 minutes, uh, next uh, hour and a half, for sure, you are going to want the number of this company. It's 1-800-906-2440. It's American Financing. (laughs) Americanfinancing.net. You will want that number. Write it down. I'm not kidding. Write it down right now. 800-906-2440. I'm serious. I'm not kidding. Write it down. By the end of the next 90 minutes, you are going to want that phone number. Trust me. Americanfinancing.net. They can help save you lots of money. They can help you get out of debt. Please. American Financing, 800-906-2440. What's the word of the day? Transitory. Transitory. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's going to take on all kinds of new meaning for you here in just a minute. Stand by. The show begins. Program. First things first. Governor Santos, Santos, Governor DeSantis. What you're thinking of I, is Governor Death Santos, right? Mm-hmm. Well, because of what he's doing, pe- killing old people. Senator, De- or he, uh, good God Almighty, is this how we're going to start the show? Stop the music. Mm-hmm. Stop the music. Can you go back to the beginning? Let's just go back to the. Can you do that? Can you go reload back the to theme? The, Mm-hmm. Reel the theme back. We're just stations. Edit this part out. Yep. Uh, because this is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I am a famed broadcaster. Go ahead. Start all over again. <laughs> radio Hall of Fame, by the way, we should point out. What would you say? You're in the Radio Hall of yeah, Fame. I know. I know. And Well, that's why we're editing this. Okay, yeah. Okay, this is so no one start, will know. Okay, no we're starting will... over again. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Yeah. Or is it death of entertainment The Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America! It's like we just did this. Mm. Welcome to the program. First things first, Governor DeSantis. Yes. Thank you. Not only returning everything to normal, but he also stopped the state of emergency. Florida is no longer in a state of an emergency. Every state must end their state of emergency. You'll understand why here coming in a few minutes. I am going to uh, teach you a new word today. You've heard it a million times, but now it's everywhere and there's a good reason. What's the word of the day, Stu? Transitory. Transitory. Mm. I'll explain in 60 seconds. Good recovery. Thank you. Thank you. What recovery? Uh, really? <laughs> oh, we're live? Oh, when did that oh, start? Why didn't you tell me that? 
Sherry lives in Michigan. She's got herself a pretty sweet husband. Uh, she used to suffer almost constantly from pain in her hips. It was to the point she had difficulty even getting around the house. And her husband, sweet guy, what a great guy, decided that he would get on the Internet and research pain relief for her. He happened across relief factor during his uh, search. <laughs> he wouldn't have had to have done that if he was such a great guy. He could have been listening to this program. Uh, they decided Sherry uh, should give it a try. She said, okay, I'll try it. She had nothing to lose except, you know, 20 bucks if it didn't work. Hopefully, it would work for her. She'd be one of the 70% and her pain would be gone. So she ordered the three-week trial packet. Sherry began uh, taking it. By week two, she said she was feeling so much better. She was able to get around with no problems at all. These days, she has no pain at all. The cure for her, relief factor. It works on inflammation, and I know. I mean, every time I hear that, I'm like, oh, let me get out of the big guns. I'm going to take ibuprofen 800. I got to get a prescription for that. I couldn't just take four tablets over the counter. I need a doctor to write something that heavy. And I never think anything works on that. But this does. This does. Try it. Relief factor. Try it for three weeks. Most people see the difference in three weeks. If it's not working within three weeks, probably not going to work. It's relieffactor.com. 800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. Tomorrow night on Glenn TV. Americans are constantly told conservatives want voter suppression. Police are systemically racist. Equity trumps equality. What's the truth? Is America a racist nation? Glenn investigates the big lies from the left, shares the real data on police violence, and debunks the race baiters that continue to divide our country. Get the facts to fight back. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern, only at blazetv.com slash Glenn. It's going to be a great show uh, tomorrow on Blaze TV. Please, we need your support now more than ever. Join us at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and uh, save on your subscription. Okay, today is a day I hoped would never come. Um, today is a day that I need to tell you something really seriously. I ask that you give me 90 minutes today. I know that's a lot to ask. Um, I'm not going to lead with a sexy headline. Uh, in fact, I'm going to spend the first couple of minutes giving you perspective of what other people are saying. But I think when you see the credibility of the people that are saying what I've been telling you is coming, you will understand I need to spend the time. If you don't have the time now, I ask that you listen to our podcast today and make sure you get the full story on the economy. That's what we're going to talk about. Uh, and... The word of the day, transitory, transitory. Stu, what's transitory mean? Short-lived. It's, okay. It comes and it goes. Comes Glenn. and it goes. Mm-hmm. Comes and it goes. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to hear that everywhere, everywhere, when people are talking about the economy, because they're going to start to tell you that our inflation is transitory, not a big deal. It comes and goes. It's going to be here for a while, and then it'll be gone. Transitory. Let me give you now quickly the headlines that show you what the mainstream, what your friends and neighbors will be told. This is from the New York Times. Widespread commodity shortages raise inflation fears. This is a story about how lumber is going up and, and copper and everything else. The Fed, 
the Fed, the president of the New York Federal Reserve, delivered a message yesterday. His name is John Williams. He's one of the top officials at the U.S. Central Bank. He says that inflation is going to run above the 2% target for the rest of the year. Hmm. Yeah. But he expects inflation to subside to 2% by 2022 as things really kind of reopen and everything um, comes back to normal. So it will be transitory inflation. And he also says, and I want you to take this seriously because I am not claiming to be smarter than the people who have actual degrees in these uh, these topics. I do believe that I come at this from a different angle because I haven't been professionally and carefully taught about how these things work. I use common sense and common mathematics. He said, it's important not to overreact to this volatility in prices resulting from the unique circumstances of the pandemic and instead stay focused on the underlying trends of inflation. So we have had good inflation numbers for quite some time, and that's been the trend. So this one is transitory. It's just because we shut down the economy and now everybody is coming back into place. Transitory. Transitory. Mm -hmm. Okay. Transitory inflation. That is a good possibility of what he's saying. Look, the world has been shut down, so we have a shortage of stuff. And so it's going to get really expensive. But then when the world starts making things and goes back to normal, remember, the world has to go back to normal. When the world goes back to normal, the prices will subside. They'll they'll come back to where they, they should be. That's the theory. What causes inflation, Stu? Uh, too many dollars chasing too few goods. Okay. All right. So when people, what's going to happen is, his theory is, we have, we have uh, people that have been pent up inside, and they're going to go outside, and they're going to start spending their money. But because they've been inside, nobody's been making these products, right? Mm-hmm. And so because they're making these products... Uh, I haven't been making these products. There's going to be too few goods for too much cash. What do you normally do to curb inflation? Usually they hike up interest rates. Why would you do that? Uh, It's going to cause people to want to save money more and and not spend it. Actually, the reason why interest rates go up is because the bank charges, let's say, 5% interest, but the Fed may charge 10% interest, okay? So then Mm. the bank has to charge 12%. So they get their 2%, but that rest of that money goes back to the Fed to be burned, okay? So you, you pull all of this extra money back in. You have too much money, so you pull it back in. Mm Mm-hmm. That's important because we've just printed $19 trillion. Okay. All right. So it's transitory. Uh, Here's another Federal Reserve president. This is Thomas Barkin telling uh, CNBC yesterday, I think you're going to see price pressure this year. Uh, There's a strong demand situation and you've got constraints in supply. When those things happen, you're going to see price pressure, price pressure is a fancy way of saying inflation when you don't want to say inflation. 
Inflation is a recurring phenomena, he said. Prices go up this year. Prices go up next year. I think it's fair to argue the question whether the combination of supply chain constraints and stimulus-driven price increases actually revert next year. So he's, he's not sure. It's a fair argument to say it may not be transitory. Okay. Let me give you some just of the stats. Uh... If you have a used car, the value of your used car in the last 24 months has gained more value than the S&P 500. There is a shortage of used cars. Now, they're spinning this as this is great because their car is going to be worth more, so they'll trade it in and they'll buy a new car. But why are people buying used cars? Why is the value of a used car going up instead of a new car? If we're flush with cash. Over the past year, we have pumped more money into the financial system than ever before. Bloomberg is a little more honest using the term when they talk about rising prices instead of inflation. They're talking about skyrocketing commodity prices. What does skyrocketing mean? Lumber up 265%. Crude oil up 210. Gasoline 182. Uh, heating oil up 107. Corn up 84%. Do you know how much corn is used in almost everything from corn syrup to corn flakes? Almost everything has corn in it. Copper up 83%. That's just the beginning. Soybeans, 72%. Silver, 65%. Sugar, 59%. Cotton, 54%. Natural gas up 43%. Wheat up 19%. And coffee up 13%. These numbers are called supply chain disruptions and transitory increases. Transitory. Transitory. Mm. Okay. That is the good news. That's the defense. That is the, hey, it's transitory. It, yes, we'll have maybe even skyrocketing prices. But these things come and go. Okay? From Bank of America. Last week... Sorry, two weeks ago, they had their latest earnings call commentary. Now, Bank of America, you uh, want to understand, listens to earning calls for the stock market. And what those earning calls are, it's corporations, the CEO, CFO, they give the report and they say, hey, here's what we're experiencing. This is it helps people look to the future if you're. If you're buying into the stock market, part of the intrinsic value now is not how much a company is making, not based on anything real, actual, I can count it right now. No, we're looking at future earnings. So now, two weeks ago, Bank of America said that, and I'm quoting, buckle up, inflation is here, end quote. They showed a chart of the number of mentions that CEOs or CFOs made 
on their earnings call. And it was the biggest jump in history since Bank of America started keeping record of these. It uh, exploded more than tripling the year over year per company. Uh, And uh, thus, they said two weeks ago, mentions of inflation on calls more than tripled so far, pointing to higher inflation, end quote. Okay, well, we all know that. But they're not talking about what's right now. They're talking about the future. So if you know and I know inflation is here, what are they what are they saying for future earnings? Now that was oh so last week. They needed a bigger chart this time. Bank of America writes after the third week of earnings, mentions of inflation have now quadrupled year over year. And after last week, mentions have jumped nearly eight hundred percent. So let me have them explain what this means. I'm reading from the Bank of America report. Inflation trends running hot as margins hit record highs. We noted during week two that mentions of inflations quadrupled year over year. After last week, mentions have jumped nearly 800% year-over-year, Exhibit 10. On an absolute basis, mentions skyrocketed to near-record highs, pointing to, at the very least, transitory hyperinflation ahead. Again, this is from Bank of America's earnings report, the report on all of the earnings from companies, pointing to, quoting, at the very least, transitory hyperinflation ahead. Not to worry, they go on. Inflation risk is most prevalent in materials, consumer sectors, and industrials. So... If you're buying ring neck doves, you're going to be fine. <laughs> and don't worry, hyperinflation, according to Bank of America, hyperinflation, which is at the very least, will be transitory. Well, I think, Generally speaking, genocide is also transitory, is it not? Comes and goes, Glenn. Comes and goes. They start doing genocide and then they stop. It only happens for a while. Why say genocide when we should say Hitler engaged in transitory genocide? Okay. So what does all of this mean? And what do you do? In uh, 40 minutes, 38 minutes from now, I will give you a list of things to do. Uh, But there is more that you need to understand. Please don't go anywhere. If you have to, please get this episode and share this episode with your friends. If you are prepared, you will be better than everybody else. You'll be better than everybody else, but you need to prepare transitory hyperinflation is coming.
back in a minute. Okay. Uh, everything you do, you need to save money. Everything you do, you need to save money. You also need to deal with companies that are not part of this great reset, are not part of this, this crackdown that is coming. Uh, and Patriot Mobile is the best way to do it. Patriot Mobile. They use the same uh, you know, cell towers as all the other major carriers, so you get the same great service. But they also have the broadest nationwide coverage. Plus, they have plans that will fit any budget, including multi-line discounts. Switching is really easy. If you switch today and bring your own phone, you'll get 50% off your first two months, plus a free Patriot starter kit. Also, you can enter to win a free phone and cellular service for life. Details are at PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Switch now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Save money. And uh, do business with a, a, a nationwide company that is not part of the Great Reset. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about um, taxes here quickly. Uh, the wealthy may f- uh, face now under a wealth tax, 61% tax rate, 61% on inherited wealth. Um, there is also a marriage penalty under Biden's new tax plan that is coming. If you are a single person, you make $452,700, you're fine. Uh, you, you, you will not be paying more taxes. Well, you, yeah, you see, he said not a penny more. Uh-huh. Um, but if you're married and your wife or your husband makes some change, that number is 509. So if you're married to a successful person or you're married to somebody who's making, you know, 70 grand, it actually behooves you not to be married. So now we're having a marriage penalty tax, which is really interesting because isn't the latest stimulus the the Family Act? Isn't it supposed to be strengthening our families? But this does exactly the opposite. It does not strengthen our families. It's almost like the government is trying to dismantle our families. Hmm. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Do not miss the next uh, 20 minutes. Uh, Let me tell you about LifeLock. The latest fad in the scamming world, it's called ghost tax preparers. And they're outdoing themselves. They prepare your taxes, but won't sign them as paid tax preparer. That would be a red flag that you might be the victim of a scam or even a refund fraud. You have to understand what's going on in today's world and how all of this stuff affects all of us. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats, most of which you're going to miss. They might miss something as well. I mean, everybody will. There's just so much going on. Nobody can protect you at all times. But here's the greatest thing. LifeLock not only will put you onto alert and they're watching all of it, They also have access to a dedicated restoration specialist for you. 
So if something goes wrong, they're there to help clean it all up. And it's a mess. Get 25% off your first year at lifelock.com with the promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Promo code BECK. Save 25% now. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV before the hyperinflation hits. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Uh, Today, we are talking about, uh, at the very least, and I am quoting Bank of America, at the very least, uh, transitory. Transitory hyperinflation comes and goes okay um now i hope you have a plan by the way <laughs> this do. doesn't end in like no, a, no, no. a cliffhanger I, I, you're all probably uh, going to die no I no, no i i do have i do have a plan and things that i am doing personally and i highly recommend i just gave a plan to pat he just walked in a little white and <laughs> uh and i gave him a plan for him and reasonable yeah, 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 for yeah. him, yeah, yeah. So uh, we have that coming up here in uh, just a minute. First, I want to talk to you about another pressure. Uh, our government is not just printing the money. Somebody is on the hook for that money. And right now, it's the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is not part of the American government. It is the five largest banks in America. That's who the Federal Reserve is. And if you think the five largest banks are just going to take it and be left holding the bag, you're mistaken. Most people are aware, I hope, that the Federal Reserve and the government have pumped trillions of dollars into this economy just because of COVID. They've done it through a combination of things. Free cash provided by the government to individuals. Free, remember that. Forgivable loans to businesses. Hundreds of billions in loan forbearance on mortgages, meaning you would have defaulted, but they said, no, hold off. Student and car loans forbearance as well. And a myriad of other spending that adds up northward of trillion in direct COVID-19 stimulus and $19 trillion in total economic stimulus, including money that is not directly tied to COVID. A good deal of the deficit has been taken on by Uncle Sam, and it was directly financed by the Federal Reserve. So what does that mean? That means the Federal Reserve purchased themselves... U.S. Treasury bonds, but they purchased them with bogus money. They printed the money, bought the bonds, and then put that on their records as, you know, okay, so we have these bonds as investments, but they don't want the investments. Listen to this. The Fed has usually held a small amount of Treasury bonds, around $220 billion in 2007 before the crash. However... After the crash of 08, the Fed's holdings of U.S. Treasuries went up to $4 trillion as the Fed printed currency to bail the big banks themselves out. Now, fast forward. 
the emergency of COVID-19. They have now purchased another $3.6 trillion in U.S. debt, giving Uncle Sam $3.5 trillion to spend however he wants. The net result is the Fed now carries over $7.5 trillion in U.S. bonds. That means the five biggest banks, you know, wonder, oh, the banks are too big to fail. Oh, how come they keep getting bailed out? They're getting bailed out because they got a dirty little deal going on with the government. They're financing our politicians' debt. That's 25% of all of our debt held by those banks, and they bought it without ever coming to you. So we bailed out the, mer- the mega corporations. We bailed out mortgage companies. We bailed out the banks. We bailed out the airlines, the cruise industries, college, U.S. consumers, small businesses via PPP, farms and ranches. Who's going to bail out the, be- the Fed? Believe it or not, there is a plan for this. But first, you have to get yourself into the mindset of a central planner. If you're a conservative, you 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 look at uh, the world differently. You look at it as individuals and individual ownership. But if you're a central planner, you don't. You see pools of capital. According to uh, Alan Greenspan in his remarks in 2005, pools of capital. That's all that money is, are pools of capital that add up to a whole. And that whole can be allocated as needed during times of crisis. What does that mean? I mean, I agree there's pools of capital. There's money in U.S. banks, bank accounts. There's money in the stock market. There's another pool of retirement accounts and pensions. But they're privately owned. And yes, they do add up to the whole economy. But the government doesn't have access to that. Oh, don't they? Statists see these pools of money as uh, untapped assets. The fact that it sits in your pension fund or your bank account doesn't matter. That's an that's a, a an asset that can be tapped for growth. If you think you own your money, think again. The bailout of the Fed currently. There are $9 trillion worth of pensions in the U.S., both public and private. That's the teacher's pension, the police, the firemen, the railroad workers, the plumbers, the carpenters, the blue-collar union pensions. The pensions allocate fund for investments to continue to grow to meet retirement benefits of the pensioners. So pension managers invest in stocks and bonds and mutual funds and real estate. Okay. They remember those pensions to be able to stay solvent need a return on their investments of at least 7%. Anything below 7% can cause the pension to collapse. As of the end of 2020, U.S. pensions held 15% of pension funds in domestic government bonds. Now, that includes local, state, and federal bonds. That's down. They used to put 31% invested in government bonds in 2008. But now only about 10% of U.S. pensions are really invested in government bonds, U.S. government bonds. It's around $900 billion or so. The reason why is because our government bonds only pay about 1% interest. So you're, you're 6% away from making enough money. 
So here's how the bailout starts. Beginning now in 2022, the U.S. government is requiring U.S. pensions to reallocate investments, requiring a minimum of 33% or one-third of all pension funds invested in government treasuries. To meet the requirement, pensions are going to be forced to liquidate stocks, real estate, and other investments and shift over to United States government bonds. Here's the kicker. As part of the emergency powers activated by the executive order because of uh, COVID-19, the Fed, unbeknownst to almost everyone, was authorized to sell bonds on the open market for the first time. They could only do that to banks before. So they have all these treasuries sitting around. Who are they going to sell them to? The banks don't want to buy them. They are the banks. Now, because of the emergency, they're allowed to sell those bonds to anybody. Well, guess who the Fed can now sell them to? The pension funds. This is a dirty, dirty, dirty deal. So how does the government get the pensions to play along. I mean, you're going to lose money, right? They know they're going to collapse if they can't get a 7% return. So what are they going to do? Easy. The United States government has the Benefit Guarantee Corporation, which is now like the FDIC, except for pensions. So the United States government, remember I told you they would do this? Do you remember this? In like 2008, I said their government is going to bail the pensions out. Yes. The government now is on the line for all of the pensions. So if they don't make their return, don't worry. The government will pay for the pensions. We can't pay for Social Security, and they're taking on the union pensions. It's a nice shell game. $9 trillion in U.S. guaranteed pensions, also pools of government you know, that they could look in, you know, on their bail-in strategy. You have an IRA or a 401k. These are not part of the plan yet. How about a mortgage with home equity? Is that part of a pool that maybe they could access? Savings or checking account? Is that a pool of money that we could almost make these into derivatives? We're not going to actually take the money, but we're going to borrow against that money. Do you see what's going on? These types of required government bond purchases exist. This is not a new thing. It's just new to us. It's never happened before where you have a pension and you have to buy U.S. government bonds. Never happened before in the United States. It has happened uh, elsewhere. China. Venezuela. They have this program. The United States now has this program. What are you going to do with your money? We have plenty of money, but nothing our money can buy. Transitory inflation. Fleeting. Transitory. Hyperinflation, according to Bank of America. What are you going to do? We go there next at the top of next hour. Do not miss today's show. I think it's critical that you listen to today's show. Um, and if you have to go someplace, you have to tune out now, uh, then listen to the podcast. Make sure you listen to the podcast. 
and share this with any friend that you know actually cares about these things. This has nothing to do with politics. This has everything to do. Ronald Reagan talked about this day. As he was running up huge debt, he said, there's going to come a time when we're going to have to make choices and we're not going to like any of the choices. Well, I got news for you. We're past that now. We're past that. What's coming and how to prepare in just a minute. All right, let me tell you about uh, my pillow. Uh, my pillow is making something great for all of mankind. It is my slippers. My slippers are so comfortable. They're the fusion of comfortability and style. Uh, my slippers, they, are, they have uh, rubber soles, so you can wear them outside. They have this impact gel inside of them, so you can wear them really all day. Indoor, outdoor, they're made from high-quality leather. They look awesome. Uh, they look like moccasins. Oh, but they are much more comfortable, my friend. And wait a minute. Are we taking somebody's culture? Durable, comfortable, they're, they look great, and they right now are 40% off. The My Slippers at MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials. Use the promo code BECK. Receive the incredible offer. They come with a one-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. MyPillow.com, promo code BECK, or call 800-966-3117. It's MyPillow.com. Let me give you one other story that came out yesterday, completely unrelated. The U.S. nonprofit Digital Dollar Project said yesterday it will launch five pilot programs over the next 12 months to test the potential uses of a U.S. central bank digital currency, the first effort of its kind in the United States. So this will be a digital currency backed by the United States government. What could possibly be wrong with that? Mm. Uh, the Digital Dollar Foundation and Accenture uh, are putting the Digital Dollar Project together. It is uh, research into a U.S. central bank digital currency. Um, the central banks around the world, including in China and Europe, are revving up its uh, central bank digital currency projects to fend off threats from cryptocurrencies and to improve payment systems. As a guardian of the world's most widely used currency, the U.S. Federal Reserve has been moving more cautiously, but it is now working uh, at a fever pace to be able to catch up, apparently. Um, isn't that wonderful? I mean, I think they miss the point of a digital currency. One of the reasons you have a digital currency is because you don't trust the government, and the government debases its currency. That's why you would have Bitcoin. Yeah, I don't think they missed that. I think <laughs> I think yeah. they're very aware that people might figure it out and mm -hmm. they better come up with some other way to stop it. Mm -hmm. It's the biggest risk of crypto, probably. Uh, probably. Mm -hmm. uh, probably. Uh, so you got that going for you. Uh, by the way, uh, this would give the central bank total control. Now, they're. They're saying what's great is uh, they can just put money, stimulus money, right into cryptocurrency, right into your account. Because they'll have all the numbers. They'll have everything they need. So you're not going to have to wait for your tax refund. You're not going to have to wait for stimulus money. They just put it right directly into your account. 
And some lucky Americans are going to be the first to be able to try this out this year. So uh, maybe that'll be you. Oh, I can't. Oh, please call me. Mm. Um, but I just want to remind you, if they can put it into your account, and of course we know they would never do this. What is the old saying? Uh, he that giveth can taketh away. If they can put it into your account. And again, they would never do this. Couldn't they just as easily take it out of your account? Let's say if you were doing something horrible, just horrible, like, I don't know, using horrible language that is so dangerous. You're not talking about hate speech, are you? Well, that's illegal. Or you know. voting for Donald Trump, which oh, would just be that would be bad. horrible, horrible. I think that this is why cryptocurrency is decentralized. The exactly whole point right. Is that you can't yeah. have a central authority just pulling it out of accounts that they want. While the people of the world are pushing to go smaller and more individualistic, the governments of the world are pushing to go bigger. We are at the we're at the point now where we're going to decide one way or another. This is the Glenn Beck program.